0: Everybody and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here with Nikki Kinzer.
1: Hello, Pete Wright. Hello, everyone. How welcome.
0: Are How are, I'm drinking tea.
1: You are. I'm drinking have, water. Have
0: you tried tea since your tea debacle of 2015?
1: Nope. Oh. <laughs> I haven't even touched the stuff. It's white
0: white peach today. White peach. Fine. You like it? Oh yeah. Oh, it's so good with honey. It's like it's it's drinking fruit candy. Fruit but, candy. but not in a way that makes it sound terrible. If you don't like fruit candy, then it's not at all like drinking fruit candy.
1: That's right. It's just like honey.
0: Effervescent. That's right. Awesome. Uh, what are We are talking a, a little bit more about uh, vulnerability and uncertainty today, but before we do that... Head over to uh, TakeControlADHD.com and get to know us a bit better. Listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to our mailing list right there on the homepage. So you'll get a little email every time a new episode is posted. And uh, so please uh, do that. Make sure you don't miss a thing. Connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD and call us. You can always leave us a voicemail, 503. 664 4ADD. Get your voice, your thoughts, your questions right here on the show. We would love to hear from you. Yes, uh, and I want
1: to add something. Please add. We have a, a little bit uh, less than a week left for um, group coaching. So if you're interested in joining a group with uh, ADHD moms or with um, moms who have children with ADHD, or you're an ADHD professional and you're looking to, to uh, join a group that uh, focuses on productivity and, and more of the work uh, kind of stuff, uh, jump on the website and sign up. I'd love to have you join me.
0: It's not if you're an ADHD professional, but if you're a professional yeah. who is struggling with ADHD. With ADHD. ADHD. That's right.
1: right. That does sound funny. Are yes. you? Are you a? Are you an
0: ADHD person? professional? <laughs> yes. yes.
1: That's a very good point.
0: Yes. So, but that yeah, starts those groups. Too. So we only have a week left to to register, and then uh, the groups will form uh, last week of of March. Very that's exciting. Right.
1: Yes, it is.
0: All right. Uh, so, what are we what are we talking about today? This is, is spun off of a co- our last couple of weeks of conversations uh, uh, about vulnerability and uncertainty. What what does that mean?
1: Well, it's a good question. I mean, what is it that we're talking about? Because I called you, Pete, this week, and I was like, I'm not really sure what to do with the next episode. And um, and you and I both were kind of like, well, let's what, what's the positive spin on this? What what? Not that the other stuff wasn't positive, but you know, what what can we take away from it? And uh, what do we learn from all of this? And that's sort of where I think we're going to kind of go with being maybe it's okay to be uncertain of not where <laughs> knowing where to go with it, or being a little uncomfortable. Um, What are your thoughts?
0: Well, you know, it's a it's a funny it's a funny thing. I I look at um, uncertainty. You know, I I think I hear a lot of of fear in you know in people when they have they talk about kind of uncertainty and what that means um and and confusion generally is is considered a a scary word right mm-hmm. i mean in in your consulting when you're working with people doesn't it it doesn't it when people say they're confused it's usually out of out of some sort of internal terror something they don't understand about themselves and so it causes a constant kind of panic state Uh, I mean, don't you see that?
1: Uh, Yeah, especially like I think when I hear the word confused, it's more of probably like a decision that has to be made and they're not really sure which way to go or um, too much information, not enough information, getting stuck on one particular piece of it. Um, You know, hard to see sort of the, the big picture of things. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot wrapped around that, that word. Yeah,
0: there is. And it's so scary. I mean, it can be really, really scary, particularly if you're just learning about your own ADHD. And I I think I, I definitely went through this, you know, there was a, there was this period where I was just, I I knew something was wrong, right? I knew I, I didn't quite, we were, and I, I've told this story on the show too. I mean, I, we were sort of addressing this in the context of, of my daughter and her journey with ADHD. And I realized, oh my goodness, (laughs) This is also me. So here I am trying to educate myself and you can kind of, you can kind of see this, this, if you, if you think of it as a continuum, there's like a a line, there's a a line in time and I'm going through this line and I'm feeling pretty good charting my emotional growth, thinking like, oh, I, maybe I get this. Maybe I understand what I'm doing here. And, and, um, uh, maybe I understand more about, you know, how I relate with the world and suddenly it hit me. Right. Mm-hmm. There's like this point in time where I realize that I can never be the person that I was yesterday. I know too much. I know too much about the way I live. I know too much about my my behavior systems. I know too much about the way I can and can't be productive. And I sank. I went Into the the valley, the great valley of rage and despair. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It,
1: well, I don't. I mean, but I'm, I'm. I appreciate you explaining it.
0: Well, you can. You can kind of you visualize my little my little trend line of happiness going straight along. Hey, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm researching, and then plummets down into this into this kind of the. the I went through this severe reaction to what I had learned. It like all hit me all at once. I realized, it, and it and it's it becomes this just fable, right? You're you're living in this fable where it's like, oh my gosh. I am deficient as a person. I am never going to be able to be productive again. I and and what's even worse because of my relationship with my daughter, I have totally uh, cursed her forever and ever. Amen. To live in the same, you know, with the same shackles that I've have been living mm. with, So right? I'm
1: hearing a little guilt there. Maybe.
0: A lot of guilt there, right? I mean, that's exactly the way the way it was for me. And it that you know how i think how long we are we sit in that valley of of sadness and confusion uh, is really determined by our approach to what confusion is and for me the lesson was i have to understand that confusion is a state it is temporary and it typically is a gateway to learning hmm. right when yeah. i'm confused it is all about opening the door to understanding, right? I would wake up in the morning and I have no idea what I would be able to accomplish during the day. I would have no systems in place to to be able to, uh, you know, be productive at all. I, that, didn't even, that, that wasn't even, you know, 8 o'clock, day one kind of material. It was, what you know, how am I going to get out of bed? Uh, that's, that's going to be eight o'clock day one. Can I going to be able to get out of bed and even just open my eyes and, and look forward because I was really depressed. Mm-hmm. And, and, but as soon as I realized that confusion can be a positive trait, right? It can be a thing, uh, that we leverage, um, to reframe doubt into opportunity, uh, that everything changed for me.
1: So when did that shift happen for you as far as, as being able to, to see confusion in that, in that light? Uh,
0: you know, I was working with, it was, I was working with another uh, client and partner and uh, we were talking about organizational uh, change, right. And, and, you know, how do we, because, you know, my background's in education we were working in, in a higher ed context and on a consulting arrangement with another university on the East coast. And we, he really educated me on this concept around you know organizational confusion you know, mm-hmm. what happens when you're working on a team and you're like, oh, my goodness, this, the team is not doing well. We have to address this big change or there's a restructuring, a reorganization or a new leader, whatever it is. And, and how do teams rationalize uncertainty, doubt and confusion? And I realized this directly applies to me. And I happened to be doing this right around the time that we were uncovering this for, for my daughter. And I was just sort of suffering through my days, trying to be productive and supportive of my clients, but not really understanding, you know, how I was relating to my own skin.
1: So within, were you able to, at that point, you made that connection and probably sat on it for a while, I would assume, and process what he was saying to you and everything. Were you then like the next day, okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to start working on these systems or like what, what, what was your next step? Because I'm thinking that people are going to want to know that, you know what I mean? Because I'm sure that what you just said or what you just said and explained, a lot of people can relate to. But then there's also like that question of what do I do now?
0: Yeah. Yeah, there is. And it it wasn't like that. I mean, if there was, I remember vividly, like it was that, that learning that last point, like that's when you push, finally push the domino and all of the dominoes fall. Um, it was that one point where I realized I'm never going to be able to go back to what it was before. Um, but I'm in what was this... wrong
1: with before? Because you made that comment, before, you mm-hmm. just made that comment at the very beginning where you said, I know I'm not going to be the person that I was yesterday. And I found that, I mean, I, I actually noted that because I found that it was a really interesting comment. And then you bring it back up. Mm-hmm. Like, what were you before that's different now and and. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: I do. I, you know, the behaviors when you, when you, when I didn't understand what it, you know, what, what I was dealing with, right. Got I it. was, yeah. I was, you know, I, I had the people had a view of me that, that was not, uh, I, I don't think, um, you know, I knew was not accurate, but I didn't know uh-huh. how to, how to control that. And it I was see. very frustrating, right. When you, when you feel like, gosh, I know, I know what I'm capable of giving to the world. I just don't know how to get it out of my hands or my and mouth your or my eyes. intentions were always good. R- Intentions are always good. Always, you uh, you know, very enthusiastic, know what I'm capable of, not knowing how to to actually deliver it. It, It's, you know, until you hit a project that's like, that requires a great deal of hyper focus and you feel very (laughs) strong uh, in your hyper focus because that's, that's a superhero power. But, but you didn't know what, you know, how to, how to cultivate that. You didn't know how to say yes to the right things that would Mm -hmm. do that. You end up saying yes to all the things that you know you can do, Mm -hmm. uh, but not able to actually Execute in a timely, efficient manner. Well, um, once I realized that I had learned, I, I was able to define what that set of behaviors is. Once I knew that, that's man, that's ADHD. Yeah. Like this yeah. is this is a thing people. People have studied. They write about this. They know what this is. And it's not your fault. this is not my fault. Yeah. How do you go? You can't just go back to that. You know who that guy was yesterday. After you learn that, you can't just turn oh. around and be that yeah. guy you were before. But you also don't know how to wake up the next day because you don't have any real systems to put in place yeah. to to actually, you know, figure you out get what, what you need done. Or get or what you whatever, need done. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, and and so it's <laughs> it was it was actually a much longer period than that. Just trying to figure out kind of what, um, you know, what are the systems that I need in, in place? And and it's funny because I was always a very organized guy, but I was organized because of organization, not because of, you know, productivity, right? I was organized because I love being organized. Mm-hmm. I was not organized because it was actually delivering anything to me. So once I was able to put those pieces together and figure out how to put systems in place that would allow me to actually execute, um, and, and sort of leverage some of the habits that I had built around organization, but, but to understand why, mm-hmm. you know, what mm-hmm. was the purpose of those, mm-hmm. um, tools that, that was, that eliminated some of that confusion and uncertainty. So it took a long time, but it, it was a matter of changing definitions for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of what, what confusion and uncertainty meant that, that I had it, that there are resources that exist to help through it.
1: Well so. and what I love about what you're saying is that you were you were able to to put yourself in that that position of vulnerability to ask for help and to to look for the resources and to get whatever it is that you needed to to piece together and then I think the other thing I want to acknowledge is that you're able to take into account how your ADHD affects you and not work against it but work with it and and I think that's huge. I mean I think that that's that's my goal for so many of my clients is, is to not not deny it, don't work against it, but okay, this is what it is. What do we need to do to, to still be successful and still get what you need done and empower yourself in knowing that you are capable of doing that? Right. Um, you, you can't deny great. it. You can't, you can't deny it. No, that's, no.
0: that's a fool's errand. It's, it's, it is who you are. It's in your yeah. DNA, uh, so to speak.
1: So I have a story to share that is completely off of what you just what we just talked about with with ADHD but it it goes into the the denying of feelings mm-hmm. um that I want to share my daughter um is in 3rd grade and she has been um taking a liking to acting and singing and um and so she decided to to uh try out for Peter Pan and
0: Excellent
1: uh, they had this little, (coughs) excuse me, they had this after school, um, production. There was 18 kids and she, um, got a part of being the narrator, which was not the part that she wanted. Um, she was disappointed because she wanted to have a bigger part. And so at the time that this was happening, you know, Brad and I, my husband and I were just really supporting her and just, you know, well, congratulations on trying out and, and, um, you know, you were so brave to want to do this and, you know, this is a good part and really trying to kind of, of like make it positive for her and and you're going to do great and and she did she did fantastic and and everything well then the next um production was the whole third grade class and she tried out to get a speaking part and she didn't get it so she was just going to be in the chorus um uh singing and she was very upset about this, as you can imagine. And um, her teacher saw that she was upset and kind of had a conversation with her about, you know, just keep trying and, and you know, it's going to work out for you. And, you know, just kind of talk to her about it. Well, then yesterday, um, yes, because yesterday was the production of her third grade performance. I was getting her ready. And she was telling me about her best friend who got both – was in both productions and basically got parts in both of the plays. And, yeah. (laughs) And my daughter – I talk a lot about my son. I don't talk much about my daughter. But she is – she's a really caring spirit. And a very positive spirit. And so she'll take a bad situation and she will make it positive um, or she won't make a big deal about it. Right. But then when she but, but but when it is a big deal, she'll just cry a river like, you know, she wears her emotions on her sleeve. Sure. So I'm getting her ready for the production and she's telling me about this conversation. That she had with her best friend, and how her best friend was was upset one day. She was sad one day, and Paige says, "Well, why why are you sad? Because you you've got a speaking part in both plays, and you got exactly what you wanted. Why are you sad?"
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And, you know, and so they had their, their conversation. And I asked Paige, and I was really quick, and I kind of had to stop myself for a second, because I was really quick to want to just go to the positive, right? And just say, well, you got to be f- happy for your best friend and support her and keep trying. I mean, that's what I wanted to say. But after us talking about all of this, I thought, you know, I need to validate how she's feeling right now.
0: Mm-hmm. she doesn't need a cheerleader.
1: She doesn't. And so I asked her, I said, does it bother you that your best friend got those parts? Yes, it does. Does it make you sad? Yeah, it does. It makes me sad. And I'm like, you know, that is totally normal. It is totally normal for you to be sad for yourself that you didn't get them, And it's okay to be a little jealous that she did. Yeah. You know, and... I I don't know where she's going to go with that because she's only nine. Yeah, right. (laughs) But um, I really felt like I just had to validate the fact that, you know what, it's okay to feel these feelings. Don't try to push them away. Don't try to deny them. And, and of course, she's growing and she's learning and and there's going to be lots of disappointments and hopefully lots of successes that she's going to be able to celebrate as well. Um, But, man, what a hard thing to, to, to grasp that she wanted these things. She didn't get them and her best friend did. I mean, that
0: sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's a funny parallel, right? That Valley of Valley of despair, right? That's, that's part of rationalizing how she feels right now is mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I can't go back to the way it was before I auditioned and I fashion, fancied something about myself that, that, you know, now it appears by external evidence. I'm not. And that's of course not true right. because she's nine, right? It's not right. true, but that's so easy for the, for the brain to say that. Um, you know for for or I should say the heart to say that, to be just devastated inside, yeah. you know oh, of course, to have yeah. your world view changed on on that on that kind of level, so that's a big yeah. deal.
1: So I know that was a little different than what we were talking about, but I kind of think it all sort of wraps up.
0: Well, I think it does. And I think it goes back to this idea of uncertainty and and how you frame confusion and and frame confusion in this in this effort to to be more productive, to be, you know, to be able to be, um, you know, if she if she uses her experience as a motivator to to learn and to, you know. Maybe take an acting class, maybe Mm -hmm. take a singing class. If that's something that, you know, that gives her, you know, incentive uh, to become stronger, it's certainly uh, that was certainly how it played out for me. I mean, I ended up becoming, I think, you know, stronger in my ability to say no to the wrong things. Still definitely learning that. Um, But uh, to say yes to the right things, no to the wrong things and know what I can't take on. I'm still constantly struggling with that, but at least I, I know when I'm facing it.
1: And what a gift that we get to listen to you and you get to teach some of those things. Well,
0: I don't know about that.
1: Oh, I totally do.
0: You're very kind.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing, Pete. Well,
0: thanks for coaching. Uh, This is is a good conversation. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. Make sure to um, find us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. We'd love to hear your stories, too and a special shout out i've got to add uh, a special shout out to a friend of the show and listener jordan gamble we had uh, we we met he came up to portland and or down to portland and, uh, and we met we had a lovely coffee together and and talked about you know his experience uh, listening to the show and and uh, it was a it was a real treat so thank you jordan for for reaching out uh, love that experience
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was
0: good fun. So, uh, anyhow, that's all I've got. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next week on Taking Control the ADHD Podcast.